Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. All right, so we continue our discussions. You know, we're running a series on marriage. So today, we're discussing trusting God for who to marry. Trusting God for who to marry. And again, interestingly, you know what? I just came to prophesy. I see miracles happening, miracles of connection. I see people getting married, okay? There's an anointing for that right now. <laughs> I see people getting married, you know? And it doesn't matter what your age is, doesn't matter what you've been through. I just came to say to you, the time is now. Psalm 102 verse 13 says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. I just came to announce the time of God's favor. I came to announce an opportune moment. Okay, God creates seasons. And I came to announce in the mighty name of Jesus that if this has been a desire for you, a prayer point for you, that the Holy Spirit is ready to move. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, New Living Translation. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our need for God's intervention as humans, honestly, is highest in the area of relationships. Honestly. It's in the area of relationships that we need God the most. And that's why when they asked Jesus, which is the greatest commandment, he said, it is love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Our greatest complications come in the area of relationships. Our flaws show the most in the area of relationships. So we need God. We have the greatest tests of our character and our skills in the area of relationships. So my encouragement today is we've got to learn to have absolute dependence on God. You know, that's our theme for this year, trusting God. Absolute dependence on God. Let me read that passage again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So I just came here to prepare someone for a miracle. Amen. I came to prepare someone for a miracle, for a divine intervention. Okay, so point number one, let's go of the outcome. Let go of control of the outcome. Let go of control of the outcome. It's good for us to have goals, right? It's good for us to have desires. It's good for us to have a vision. This is important. Whose goal is it? Whose vision is it? Okay? If you can determine the outcome, uh, then there is no longer need for trust, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So we miss it a whole lot of the time when we try to control the outcome. What we should do is try to find out the outcome 
that God wants for us, right? Make sure you're lining up with God's purposes. That's what I'm saying. Make sure you are lining up with God's plans and purposes. So you want to marry, right? So the question is, why do you want to marry? Somebody says, oh, <laughs> why do I want to marry? Exactly. Why do you want to marry? So if, if, if God is not part of the consideration, if, if his plans, his purposes, his goals, if they're not part of the consideration, so, something is seriously missing. You, you know, I teach success, right, from God's perspective. And one of those early years, many years ago, when God was teaching me, you know, just training me, those early parts. Then I was reading Luke chapter 12. And I saw the story <laughs> that Jesus shared about the wealthy man, the farmer who planted crops, and then got much more than he was uh, expected. And then he, he said he had to pull down his warehouses, build bigger ones, store everything. And Jesus said, the guy said to himself, now I'm going to relax. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy. And God said to him, you're a fool. Tonight your soul will be required of you. Then who will have all those things that you spent your life building up? And honestly, I, I was almost getting angry at God because it was like, what? What did the man do? So it's true you don't like for people to succeed. What did he do? He set goals. Not only did he achieve his goals, he exceeded his goals. So... What's wrong with that? <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, well, read that passage again. I can't be wrong. You're the one that has a problem. Read it again. You're missing something. So I read it over and over and over until it clicked. There was no mention of God in everything the man said. I would, I, he said, I, I would pull down my bands or warehouses. I will build new ones. I will store all my crops. Then I will say to my soul, oh, God. <laughs> Mister, the bands are yours, the crops are yours, even the soul is yours, then God decided, oh, no, 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 you're going too far, man. <laughs> I'll take the soul. So you realize you actually don't own anything, right? So it's the same thing here. The question is, what will, get God, what will God get out of that marriage? <laughs> yes, so you want to marry. What will God get out of it? You want to build a career. What's God going to get out of it? Oh, you want to be the richest person in the world. What is God going to get out of it? Malachi chapter 2, verse 15, New Living Translation. Malachi 2, 15. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. God wants something. He said, oh, okay now. So I'm not to get anything. Oh, no, I didn't say so. I didn't. There are goodies in marriage, man. <laughs> I can't deny that. There are goodies in marriage. I mean, sex, for example. I mean, and the Bible is clear about that. First Corinthians 7. Sex is a spiritual thing. So God does not expect you to be sleeping with different people. But once you, you, you get married to somebody, oh, my God, you got license. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Have it for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. You got the certificate. You are licensed. Have it. Have it. Wake up with it. Sleep with it. Okay? 
Although when you get married, you find out there are other things that you will be doing, especially when you have children and you have career and you have other things to do, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, you have a lot of goodies. You have children, children bring you a lot of joy. Honestly, when they're growing up, they're young, they're up to their tricks, they bring you joy. You have a lot of goodies in marriage. However, one important dimension to it, what is God going to get out of the marriage? The amazing thing is that you can be eternally relevant when you marry in alignment with God's plans and purposes. You can be eternally relevant. You can do things with your life, okay, that will resonate for eternity. So my encouragement, you're trusting God for who to marry. The prayer should be, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Once you find alignment with God's plans and purposes, I want to say this, nothing and no one can stop you. Nobody can stop the fulfillment of God's plans and purposes. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Exactly. So let me remind you of Isaiah 46 from verse 9. Isaiah 46 from verse 9, King James Version. God gave me these, these verses many years ago. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous board from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I will also do it. Hallelujah. So I'm simply saying, you know, God is saying here, I am God. I have no competition. So if I'm the one executing the project, if it's my project, nobody can stop me. Lack of resources cannot stop you. Nothing. And then you get to the part where he says, look, I will bring the board of prey from a very far country. I bring the ravenous board from the east. The man that executes my counsel from a far country. In other words, if, if, if God will not find the people around or the resources around to get the job done, he will import them. Forget it. Nothing can stop the fulfillment of God's plans and purposes. And I prophesy over you today in the mighty name of Jesus. As you're saying in your heart, Father God, in Jesus' name, let your will be done for me in the area of marriage. I prophesy right now in Jesus' name, angels go to work on your behalf. The power of the Holy Spirit goes to work on your behalf. What should have been complicated will work out so easy, you will be stunned in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy for you a miracle of connection in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is built on God's purposes and instructions will withstand storms. This is why this is important. Absolutely important. My sensing of, or my knowing of God's calling on my life, sensing of, of the weight of the things ahead influenced my prayer about who to marry. Very important. And the amazing thing is that I looked through everything and I could summarize. I just, I just wanted one quality. I summarized all the prayer 
I said, Lord, please give me someone you can talk to. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Honestly, somebody you can talk to. Because like we, uh, Pastor Boyer was sharing last week, you can't change anybody. And many people don't know that until they get married. You can't change nobody. Have you even changed yourself successfully yet? Okay. So, Lord, I just want you to be somebody you can talk to. One, if the person is listening to God, the person will be in alignment with God's plans and purposes, and that will be fine. Two, <laughs> the person will be not a crazy person. Okay. There are some people that don't listen to nobody. If God can talk to someone, right, and the person respects God, then I know where to go, right? So, Father God, in Jesus' name, please look at your daughter, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and most times, of course, we pray about the other person when we should focus on ourselves, right? Are you somebody God can talk to? Good question, isn't it? Are you someone God can talk to? Luke chapter 6, verses 46 to 49, Jesus spoke about uh, somebody that wanted to build his house Dog deep built it on a rock. The other person built on sand. The two looked really beautiful on the outside. He said, but the weather elements came. The rain fell, the winds blew, the floods came, beat real heavy on the two homes. One stood, the other collapsed. And what did Jesus say there? Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will show you who he is like. That's the one that built his house on the rock. So anyone that anything you build on Revelation is going to stand the test of time. Let go of control of the outcome. Let go of control. You only know where you are now. You have no idea where God is, God is going to take you. He's giving you snippets. Oh, yes, he gives you visions, some ideas. But honestly, you have no idea where you're going. Leave the outcome to God. Number two, Leave the process to God. Leave the process. Oh, where you will meet the person, how you will meet the person, this, that. It's good, again, for you to have expectations, but we must learn to have expectations and to still leave the process to God. In fact, I had a lot of things to say, but gratefully, Pastor Shem Ladoku helped me to say them. Last Wednesday, he preached a very powerful message last Wednesday. And I'll ask you to check it out on our YouTube channel or on our website. Okay? And I believe he was inspired to say because that wasn't part of his notes. <laughs> you know, and he was prophesying and speaking to those trusting God for who to marry. And honestly, and he was saying, look, let go of your prejudices. Let go. All those things you fixed, just let go of them. Uh, it says, <clears throat> your, your husband or wife may come from China, may come from anywhere, okay? <laughs> let go of that, just be open, right? And, and I really want to emphasize that. Prayerfully define the qualities you desire, but at the same time remain very flexible with the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, Again, what the Holy Spirit inspired in my heart from 2 Kings chapter 4. <clears throat> the widow that went to the prophet Elisha and the prophet said, what do you have in the house? The Holy Spirit said to say that he would never position your miracle beyond your reach. Never. The miracle is not far. 
but most times we don't recognize the miracle. <laughs> what the woman already had in the house, the small jar of oil, was the key to what God was going to do next. And I'm saying right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, <laughs> the person you will marry is not far from you. The person is not far. In any case, we're all interconnected all over the world right now. Eight billion people, right? <laughs> the person is not far. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your, my ways are not your ways. As the heavens are high above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts and my ways above your ways. No one knows your past, present, and future and the past, present, and future of the person you will marry like God does. What you have to accept is that most of the things that God wants to do in your life lie beyond the range of your imagination. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond everything that we can ask or think or ask or imagine. That's it. There are things God wants to do that are beyond your scope. Be flexible. Do you remember the story in Acts chapter 10? Acts chapter 10 when God wanted to use Peter to preach to Gentiles for the first time. In Acts chapter 10. But God knew that Peter had hang-ups and showed him a vision where you had all kinds of animals on a sheet, large sheet. And God said to him, Peter, stand up and eat these animals. And Peter said to him, Lord, you know, I have never eaten anything that is called unclean. Once you begin to tell God that kind of a thing, I have never, I can never, you may be out of line, out of sync, and you may be missing the miracle. Because God said to Peter, you cannot call unclean what I call clean. Leave the process to God. The one thing that is absolutely important is that you got to make sure your spiritual values align. Your spiritual values align. You can't be building on rock while the other person is building on sand. At the end of the day, what you are building will collapse. You get what I mean? Yes. So, your spiritual values need to be in alignment. Absolutely important. But let me wrap it up this way to say, you've got to do what we call objective and subjective leading. Because this issue of hearing from God is subjective, right? It's not like God's going to appear to you and speak to you. Well, angels have appeared to some people and spoken before, but that's not how it works. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, Romans 8, 14. So it's the Holy Spirit <laughs> bearing witness with your spirit, the Bible says. It's an internal thing. So, and we're flawed, right? <laughs> Nobody is perfect. So, you say, but how about the, the possibility of my meeting someone and my, my, my falling in love with the person, my liking the person? Absolutely, that is also Important. Person is to look beautiful to you, but I'll tell you, for some people, they saw the person, the person looked handsome, beautiful, something struck them about the person, and then they fell in love. For some others, God spoke to them first about someone, and then the love developed, okay? Don't fix anything. That's what we're saying, right? Good.
So use both subjective and objective leading. So the prayer part is important. The hearing from God part is important. But then on the objective part, do your research, right? <clears throat> Try to get to know as much as possible <laughs> about the person, right? Ask other people to help you pray, <laughs> okay? Oh, yes. Hmm? Good. And if with whatever information you get, your conviction still stands or you're hearing from God, then fine, we can get along. Mm -hmm. I did objective and subjective leading, right? <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. So when I began to sense there was something, because, because we used to chat a lot, you know, after services we'll be chatting and chatting and then one day my, my, I got home, my friend said, what's going on between the two of you? I said, there's nothing. There's nothing, you guys, you need to purify your minds and keep your conscience pure. There's nothing. They said, there is something. You enjoy talking together. The two of you are the last to leave the church. I said, mm, I didn't realize that. <laughs> okay. And then, okay, when I now felt like, okay, that was what God was saying. You know what I did? I asked my friend, my sister and pastor to go with me on a pastoral visitation. We went on a pastoral visitation, and as soon as we got there, because he understood the assignment, he went looking at some things in the room, and then it was the two of us talking, and I requested for her album, asked if she had any album, you know, asked about her parents, her siblings, da, 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 I wanted to get to know more. What was I doing? Research, man, research. So I saw her dad, saw the mom, saw, because... You know, if, if you grew up in, in the same place, that's a big benefit, isn't it? If you've been friends since maybe you were young. Well, it doesn't always work like that. So in this instance, it was okay. <laughs> the brother, the brothers, the sister, the, I was in information gathering. But on the surface, it was a pastoral visit. And when we were done, we prayed. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and while I was praying, it was like, I think God prospered my journey. What do you think? Anyway, summary. Objective and subjective. So perhaps somebody is married already and saying, what are we going to do? We're having real issues <laughs> right now. I just want to say to you, if at the point at which you married, you prayed and it was God leading, the question I want to ask is, what did God tell you then? Because you've got to go back to the foundations. Things happen after you get married. I should say that things happen, a lot of things happen in the process of your making decisions to completely different people. And maybe this would help, help somebody, okay? So Pastor and I are very different people. We're totally different in terms of personality. Perspective to life, interpretation, totally different. Our ideas are different, okay? Now that's, that's potential for conflict, isn't it? But... There's a way Christians do it. Because love is the foundation, right? We're not here for a war. We're here to fulfill God's plans and purposes together. Amen. <laughs> right? So if we can pray together, ask God questions together, hear from God together, that is what makes the community of Christians powerful. That, make, well, that is what makes a Christian family powerful. When you find out this is what God told you, but that's exactly what God told me, it makes life exciting, makes it powerful. And if any two of us will agree on after touching anything that we shall ask, Jesus said, God in heaven will do it. Right? So, 
Somewhere along the line, when you begin to live together, you begin to hurt each other, your perspective about each other begin to shift. Shift from what God said to what is happening. We're having problems already. And I just want to say, wanted to say to someone, please, let's go back to what God said. Amen. <laughs> let's go back. I know the storms are there now. The rain is falling now. Let's go back to what God said. I prophesy this storm will pass. This storm has passed. This siege is over. I prophesy peace into that home in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. So can I ask someone, just pray for a minute as we close. You're trusting God for who to marry. It doesn't matter what your age is. You may be young. You may have been married before. And, and for whatever reason, you need to be, get married again. Whoever you, can you, can you just say to the Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And then let's watch the miracles happen. Can you just say that in a minute? Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for your promises. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you because you said you're about to do it now. You're ready to work the miracles, to establish <laughs> families that will fulfill your plans and purposes on this planet. Heavenly Father, I ask, let your power rest on everyone that is a part of this service that is trusting you for who to marry. Let your power move over their hearts. Let your power move over their lives, move over their circumstances, move over their relationships. On a global dimension right now, we receive miracles of connection. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I prophesy on anyone, any home that is going through stress right now, we destroy the siege of the devil. <laughs> Whatever curse anyone has pronounced anywhere, to hurt your family, I declare that curse is destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. I pronounce a blessing on you in the name of Jesus. Every spirit, yes, that causes chaos, that causes dissension, division in the family, we cast them out in the name of Jesus. I prophesy miracles of restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord, some people have to make the difficult decision. Difficult decision because one party somewhere has decided to not obey you anymore. Decided to be violent. And Lord will receive for them wisdom to make the decisions and the choices they have to make. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I pray for that person that is a part of this service who says, please pray with me. My relationship with God is not okay. See, all of us are sinners. That's why we have big issues in marriage and in our relationships. We were born sinners, but God sent Jesus to die for us on the cross. He paid for our sins already and God wants to forgive us in an instant. So if you are that honest person who says, my relationship with God is not okay, I want God to forgive me my sins and I want him to change me. Can you please put your hand on your heart where you are? God bless you, wherever you may be, at any of our physical locations, at home, anywhere. Can you put your hand on your heart and say this prayer after me? Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said this prayer right now. 
all over the world, we're grateful. We're grateful because their sins are forgiven and the nature of sin is removed from their hearts and you've put your own nature there. So Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask, reveal yourself to them. Let them know you personally. Open their eyes and their ears to hear from you. And Father God, in Jesus' name, let your power flow through their lives as you teach them to love you and to love other people the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.